Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Bachelor Season 26, Episode 3. Now, Chris, they made us wait two weeks for this one. Where do you want to start? Well, I've got to say, Dave, we waited two weeks. I was chomping at the bit, and it is... Didn't disappoint, but it wasn't as good as the last episode, I didn't think. So we start with, I mean, it's, it's amazing the way they've done this, because I always say this, this Bachelor Bachelorette DNA is, you have a baddie of some sort, all of a sudden randomly mm. comes to the front. However, we've had Cassidy and Shanae from the start just being a pair of horrible girls. And it was sort of Cassidy's turn at the start of the episode, Dave, and... and I still say that her and Sinead are actresses because the way they're playing it to the cameras, it's that sort of, well, I've got a rose sort of thing. And everyone's going on about them, like slagging them off. And you've got um, Clayton going to see Jesse and Jesse's looking like fucking some sort of Buzz Lightyear toys, like startled, like this going, uh, uh, oh my God, well, you can take there. It's up to you, you know. It just felt, I think Clayton's response was genuine to a point, and obviously they're getting the directions from the cameras and stuff, but I just felt with the Cassidy thing, it was like, well, you're going home, I think, the way you react, because she's been horrible, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think they're actresses, but I think they are playing a game, or were. Uh, Cassidy (laughs) released a TikTok um, last week, last episode so not last week the week before uh which kind of spoiled it because she she was basically going on that oh you've thrown me out because i you know had a relationship before i went in there and and yet you've done exactly the same that was the essence of it i never saw it i only heard about it um but apparently the tiktok finished off with something like fuck off clayton so (laughs) (laughs) unless she is playing the long long game on instagram I don't think she's an actress. I, I think she has just gone in there with a plan. I, I think she thought she was better at playing the game than she actually was, though. And, uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I must admit, Chris, I remember when the episode started, I was genuinely quite excited for it. But I, I was thinking, I can't remember why I'm excited. I can't remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> so it did take me a, a few minutes to just, calibrate and think oh right yeah cassidy and shanae couple of dicks and uh you know this is where it finished off wasn't it with clayton speaking to jesse and saying can i take a rose back but i mean at at that point i'm still thinking it's salvageable and then she does everything doesn't she 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 was horrible to the girls and and again the the old producers they've proper fucking stitched her up there haven't they they've really made sure she's front and center looking like an absolute dick saying basically i've got a rose what are you gonna do about it what's he gonna fucking do um so by the time they have that conversation i'm like uh, is he is he gonna keep her maybe again we know that the producers do like a villain so you know they might just want to they might just say you know clayton can we keep her around you know so she, she can uh be villainous and you know let's face it you know you you 
dragging her over the coals for uh, having this relationship before she came in here. Um, and you've got a relationship with 30 girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, uh, you know, the way it went, I think, I think she could have salvaged it, but she almost threw herself under the bus, didn't she, with, with what she said. So the conversation turned from, you know, have you got this friends with benefits arrangement on the outside and you're FaceTiming this bloke, you know, uh, whenever you can, to she, she'd said, oh, what was it now? She said something like, I haven't had any relationship of any kind um, going back to the summer of 2019. And then when it transpires that she has had this friends with benefits relationship, it's like, all oh, right, well, so you've just blatantly fucking lied to me then. So, <laughs> so she threw herself under the bus, really. I, I, I think it could have been salvageable from that point. But I mean, I, I the other reason I don't think she's an actress, Chris, is those fucking tears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was proper like throwing it out there, but I wasn't buying it for a second. So I guess she could be on some crappy soap, um, but it, it was all just fake as fuck for me. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And after everything that we're going through in the UK, Dave, not to get too political, she could have been a member of the Conservative Party there because she was like, exactly, you you, you stole my thunder because that was exactly what I was going to say. When he was asking that, have you been in a relationship? I have not been in any relationship since 2019. <laughs> and she was very careful the way she phrased it. Now, Sierra was the one who she told she'd been FaceTiming with a guy who she was obviously, like you said, friends with benefits, hooking up before the production. Her eyes give it away. She was blinking. She didn't, she was really trying to no, I have not been in a relationship. She but it's like me and the thing is. Look at it like this. What I have a problem with is with, with this whole thing is Cassidy was not a good person and she had to go. And the whole, like you said, and I said, the whole, I have a role what the fuck are you going to do about it? Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to change the format, give it me back. If she was hooking up with somebody before this show, what really does it matter? She was lying through her teeth. She was absolutely lying. I believe that in, in my honest hand on heart, it was a purely a career move the old classic reality one, Grant Crap, crap Style Dave, she's in a relationship, or <laughs> her off married at first sight Australia, what was she called? The girl who was, it was a brother that she was snogging her face off. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the one who got on found out right yeah. at the end of the reunion. I, yeah. I can't remember her name. Oh, oh, is it Bex? Bex, that's it. So Bex just like Bex. 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 Yeah, I got sold off a call Bex, didn't it? <laughs> Bex. But it... it I agree. I, I think it's that scenario. She's gone on there for the career side of it, the social media thing. She's probably got a boyfriend. That's what really happened. But even if what she's saying is true, none of these people really know Clayton. We saw him for two minutes in Michelle's season before he got booted off. And then they had that weird segment with the kids about what a great guy he was. And it was like, well, this is strange. And then you'd found out through your various sources, Dave, that he was going to be the bachelor. So it all tied in and made sense because we were questioning that whole scene. And mm. I just think if she was doing it and she's sleeping with a guy and it's friends with benefits, I don't see what the problem is. You're going on there to fake fall in love with a man or a woman. That's it. But like you said, she absolutely tongue-tied herself. Then she admitted to him later on that she had been sleeping with this guy. And it was like, Clayton was like, well, see you, but I'm with you. When she turned them 
tears on. It was like when you used to watch Police Squad or Naked Gun and someone <laughs> would have a tap on the side of the face, you know, with the, the tears streaming down the face. It was just so unnatural. It, uh, I'm with you 100%. You had to go. But I always question that morality on the Bats and Bats rep because they don't half take a stance at people they don't like. And that's it. And I think she was good. I didn't like her, but it was just... It was weird this week. It was weird how there were certain things going on that they accepted and other things that they didn't. And it was just, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I thought it was a, a cracking start. And, and you you watched it before me. And then the end was the same. I thought the end was a bit better. But there was just a lot of filler stuff and a lot of weird interaction. Some of the girls I've never even heard speak were front and centre. There was one this week. Was it Lindsay or something? Or what? She was, I've never even heard her speak. And she's there crying her eyes out. For like ten minutes through the episode, <laughs> I was just like, "What?" So, weird. like I say, I, I'm probably going to get to about episode five or six. So, so people of note, I'm going to write their names down. But <laughs> other people who just show up for a bit, I'm just like, "Ah, oh, can't be asked." Committing your name <laughs> to memory, but um, yeah, the thing, the thing about the whole Cassidy situation, it, again, it's just dripping with hypocrisy, isn't it? It's like, it's like what they say on here. Oh, one of my, you know, red flags or my, my, um, what, what do they say? Not, not red flags, but you know, one of my things is basically, uh, cheating. Um, now thanks for the chat. Can you send the next girl in please? (laughs) 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 Again, it's just nonsense, but I don't think she went because she had this guy on the outside, you know, this friends with benefits. I I think, because that, I think, the the person who reported it to uh, Clayton was it was basically implying that I guess she had this guy on the outside, so was going to hook up with him straight as soon as the bachelor had finished. But it didn't really come across in the conversation with Cassidy and Clayton. That I think it was I think it was more that she got caught out lying. It's like you know such a blatant lie that she tripped over herself with that you know he gave uh, sorry. Cassidy gave Clayton the easiest excuse to just get her out then. And, yeah. and I think, but, but it is, it's all just still absolutely dripping with hypocrisy and I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And then we go straight into the rose ceremony and it was Sinead who ended up being the last one to get the rose. She's giving it the big and on the, the camera. I think she was worse than Cassidy. I think Sinead is just horrid. And, and, and mm. look, you could be completely right about this actress uh, theory I have. If anybody's an actress, it's Sinead because she is horrible. And he votes, he, he gives her the rose. It's like the old classic, this is the final rose. We always laugh about it, gives her the rose, all that. <laughs> But from that moment on, it was just the Sinead show, wasn't it? I mean, she goes after Elizabeth. I don't know what's going on there, whether she's threatened with her because she feels she's better looking than her. I've not seen Elizabeth do anything. Elizabeth's cooking shrimps. She comes in and even it's like it's a buffet. And I've got to say, Dave, if it was me, I probably would have took about eight of them shrimps and fucked off. <laughs> I, think, I think she made enough for one. She made enough shrimps for one each. These fucking 20 women, 18 women at this point left in the show. And she makes a plate. And they're all going, oh, I could murder some shrimp. What, the fucking 18 we had on a plate? Well, you're not going to fucking be hungry after that. So I was laughing at that day. I thought, well, Sinead's just gone in there and gone, oh, fuck me. I'm having all of them. Have have you seen the size of the girls, Chris? They probably do just eat one fucking shrimp. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
but again, you, you can see the hands of the producers all over this, though, can't you? Yes. Just like, oh, you know what, uh, Sinead, it'll really piss Elizabeth off if you just go and nab loads, you know. And, and you know, even with the editing, they're clocking it up. It's like count off Sesame Street. Seven shrimps. <laughs> Eight shrimps. They've got the fucking number coming up on the screen. And so, they, you know, us as the viewers, we're left in no doubt that she is having more than her first Fair, blah, 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 fair share, Chris. And um, I, I just thought it was a good bit of fun. And, um, you know, I, I do think Sinead comes across more like an actress. She comes across like a, a soap opera actress. And she's definitely playing that villain role. And I, th- I think she's playing it quite well. But, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe that that is her genuine personality. Again, I, I'm not sure she's an actress, but more someone who's gone in with a game plan that she is going to be the villain. Because, you know, she nabs all the shrimps and then obviously got a bit full. <laughs> and then it's like, does anyone want the shrimp? As if she's just made them tell. And, you know, she's kind of like, oh, no one wanted my shrimp. So after all that, I tell you what, piss me off, Dave. We get Caitlin back. The IKEA fucking wardrobe levels of presenting. Oof, she's back. Harsh. Harsh, she Chris. is. She's useless. She's there. I've been told. I've been told on good authority that that you should. You know, if you hate her so much, you should go back and watch her season to get a bit more context. Dave. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to do that. But I'm. I don't give her as hard a time as you, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I don't care what authority that's of, and I know exactly who said that, Dave. I am sticking to my guns, Dave. She may be an amazing person, but as a presenter, she's a fucking wardrobe, Dave. There's no personality. I'm sticking to it. I'm going to get so much abuse for that. I know exactly who's going to come after me now. But anyway, (laughs) so (laughs) what I would say is we get this roundtable thing, and what pissed me off so much is that it's so, so... It's just not genuine. And and it's like, right, can everybody, I'm going to ask some really hard questions. Here we go. Can you please stand up if there's parts of yourself you're not proud of? Well, nobody in the fucking world, Dave, throughout their life is going to be proud of it. So it's the most generic open-ended question we ever see. Clayton gets up, puts the old classic generic bachelor line. Hey, I've put walls up in the past and it's ruined over relationship. Let me get a sit with you, Clayton. What a load of shit. Then we get the self-sabotaging bullshit. It's like, fuck me. Then Genevieve sets up. So so Clayton's line is the bachelor DNA. Like you were watching that reality program, which I've got to watch, that unreal. You know, it's just that. And then Genevieve, she's saying, I've self-sabotaged. She's crying. So Clayton's there with the generic stuff. Then fucking Hunter steps up, Dave. And that wasn't forced at all. That was horrible. And I sort of sat there going, Clayton, you've just said the most false bullshit we've ever seen. And then Hunter has come out and told some truly awful things she went through in a relationship, Dave. I did feel dead sorry for her. And I sort of mm. then thought the fucking producers, again, have just absolutely tied this poor girl up. And she's bared her soul, you know, real shared some really, really nasty stuff she went through with her boyfriend. I just felt so sorry for her. I think the problem is, Chris, by the time it got to that bit, I was in, I got myself into such a seething rage over this whole scene. Yes. (laughs) It didn't really land with me, but I agree. It it seemed to be quite horrible. But 
for a start, we've fucking seen this before. Not many seasons ago. I can't remember which one it was. Katie's, know, was Dave. It, was it Katie's, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like the same fucking room, but it's just like a big black room and white chairs and stuff all sitting around, sharing, you know, whatever. But the fakeness, Chris, having a bunch of fucking narcissists talk about their body issues is just it's so irritating and I, I actually wondered what you thought about this because I was just oh, all the way through this I'm just like oh fuck off because it's almost like you know Clayton's he started off with that bullshit thing like you say oh you know I, I, I haven't brought down my walls previously and not been vulnerable or whatever it's just like <laughs> fuck off bullshit you've been fucking on tinder like banging all the birds that you possibly can that's not fucking not being able to bring your walls down but then you know it's all the body issue stuff and it's like oh i used to look at myself in the mirror and you know look at my belly and it's not i i, I get really upset about it but it's almost telling a story chris of all of these stick thin people and Clayton, you know, he's got that pro footballer fucking shape to him. It's almost like, you know, growing up, I had body issues. Well, whoop de fucking do. Welcome to the human race. And, you know, but now, now I'm, I've been hitting the gym hard. I'm hot and sexy and fucking, I've done so much growing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a much, I'm a much better person now because I'm in shape. It's almost like it's telling that story, isn't it? It's like, you know, I felt bad when I had body issues. Now it's, now it's, uh, it's all okay. So I, I just, there's something about this whole scene that just rubbed me up the wrong way. Like I say, start off having a bunch of narcissists talking about their body issues uh, just put me in a bad mood. So <laughs> <laughs> you what got me, Dave, after this. was He goes on a bit of Eliza. There's loads of chemistry there. The kissing, it seems really genuine. It did seem quite genuine, that. And there's a real good connection together. It's when they go on this thing where they have to strip down in LA to their undies. Now, I'm not being funny, Dave. It was Clayton and Sarah. Clayton's got his black supposed boxers on. They do look like swimming shorts. I know it's but she's got a proper like sports bikini on, Dave. That is not what she was wearing underneath. They'd already got the memo. I'm not saying we wanted to see her in, you know, a, a proper like bra yeah. leaves a lot of shit. It was just sprung on them. It's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure, you put matching bra and knickers on, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've both got black gear on, but basically bra and knickers. And then they're just fucking running through, and it's so fake and they're trying to say it as if loads of people are watching and they're just going past the same couple of people in this park aren't they where they're running and i was just like what is this you know this and then he's saying about that girl who's one of the previous and he's like oh this is one of my great friends i'm like you don't even know her just like it was like oh my (laughs) god that becca she was gone it was just like you have only just met her oh i thought she'd be a great friend but i'm i'm I'm, uh questioning our friendship now because i got stripped down to me undies it was just fucking bollocks honestly i mean they've both got great bodies no doubt about it and and then like you say clayton's you know Proper pro football. Sarah's got a great body. There's now wrong with it, but it just felt a bit weird. It just didn't, I don't know. It didn't hit for me at all. That. See, I must admit, I was thinking, all right, to be fair, 
I would not like to be in that position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but think about it, Chris. They've just been having this fucking circle jerk about all their body issues and whatever. And then the producers are rubbing their hands and going, right, let's get them naked running around in fucking public then. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was, um, I think it was the singing bit. I was thinking, oh, "Oh, fucking hell. The camera was flashing to other people and it's like, oh, I would not like this at all. So I, I think I kind of, Enjoyed that just for the cringe factor. Well, you know, it reminded me of that guy. I always forget his name, Cameron. Oh, fucking lo- love his blind when he was oh, could a have rapper. Been... See, it wasn't as bad as that, though, was it? If he'd have no, gone bro. out there and started spitting out some rhymes, oh my God, that would have made my day. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Let me beatbox for you, Sarah. While I'll lay a track down so you can do your thing. It was. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I know they've got to do it, but he looked, Clayton looked completely uncomfortable there, didn't he? He just looked like, what the fuck am I doing with my life here? What the hell am I doing? And I've got to do this fucking for the next five or six weeks as well, and I can't fucking turn it down. It was just weird. And I think from that point, the last 20 minutes of the show was just Sinead. Sinead being a bitch to Elizabeth. She then accused all the girls of being bullies. She told Clayton, didn't she, about Elizabeth? I don't, I don't, unless they've not edited it in, Dave, I've not seen Elizabeth do much wrong, to be honest. She stood up for herself. The odd snidey comment, no problem with that. Sinead is one of the worst. I cannot see, I mean, Sinead was just playing the victim there and I think she's the bully because all the girls were just like, I can't put up with this anymore. So whether it's, it's even worse off camera, I don't know. When you say the last 20 minutes was, you know, a bit mundane, um, did you have a brain fart when the whole Baywatch thing was happening? I was just about to say the the Baywatch (laughs) thing. Nicole Edgar, who I don't even remember, is a massive Baywatch fan. I do not actually remember her. She's a legend, apparently. I had to look her up there. She was in 44 episodes, but no disrespect to her. She's a good-looking woman, but obviously I was more interested in Pam and Yasmin Believe at the time, probably Dave, so (laughs) that's probably why. And what's what's the other one who was in Under Siege with... uh, uh, Erica Elaniac. It's amazing how I know all these names. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, just pulling these names out of thin air. Um, I, I have to say I enjoyed that group date, Chris. Now... I'm pretty sure I've told you this story, but I think I did it on the VHS. Um, or maybe it was in private. You you stop me if I've told this before. Okay. But um, see, the thing is with this theme tune, Chris, it does bring back almost PTSD uh, feelings for me. So back in the day when I was at uni, I, I was... Um, I was actually engaged with this uh, you have this told person us this one. at the time. Have I told you this one on this one? No, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. I'm joking. Sorry. I'm joking right. a dick. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> it's fucking getting old. Losing all my memories. All my Sorry. Marbles. Um, being a ballet. So, Sorry, go on. So I ended up, and, and this person was, you know, she was quite possessive and just really protective of 
well, when I say protective, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but she was fiercely all over the idea that I would ever look at another woman. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I went round to her mates, uh, you know, and there was a few of us there. And we were revising for exams, which meant we did that for about half an hour and then we were just dicking around for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> and <it> was, <laughs> but but we happened to put on a bit of Baywatch, which obviously I wouldn't do back at the at the flat with with my partner at the time. And um, it, it was just one of those things, watching it. But then when I got back later on that afternoon, I inadvertently just started, like, humming the theme tune. <laughs> you know, like, I'll be there. And, uh, yeah, completely rumbled and fucking... Man alive, that created a massive argument. <laughs> I was like, I'd really thrown myself under the bus. Like I was saying, Cassidy, she'd thrown herself under the bus. I'd completely thrown myself under the bus. And I I, I think I couldn't quite believe the reaction that it generated. But every time I hear the theme tune now, I think back to that and just think of like fucking almost watching fucking Baywatch in secret, but then humming the theme tune. <laughs> But I think I may have said this on my Under Siege review, Dave, on the the VHS Strikes Back or one of them, but there is a story regarding Baywatch and Gladiators, which I've told you many times, and the art of knowing what creaks were going on on the stairs when Pamela Anderson was on the (laughs) He was a 13-year-old young impressionable lad. Yeah, CJ Parker, yeah, uh, in a house full of uh, seven, eight people. So, you know, you had to... (laughs) Take them chances when you could there. Let's say no more. It's a completely Danger different wink. podcast. Danger <laughs> wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Dear. If anybody wants to know the definition of my childhood, <laughs> listen to the VHS Strikes Back American Pie episode. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. It all came out then, didn't it? <laughs> that was amazing. What an episode. That's where we steer people to. So if you ever want to listen to that and understand what we're talking about, that 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 is pretty much our childhood. <laughs> but there you go. But anyway, moving rather swiftly on, Dave. Um, yeah, you're right. The, the Baywatch thing, the iconic, you know, the swimsuits, everything. It was all there, all daft, wasn't it? You know, the CPR things and that. And what was uncomfortable, and you're right, I can't be fucking forgot about this, Sinead's kiss, Dave. What the fuck was going yeah. on there? She wrapped her legs around him. You know, it kept making me laugh always when they were like blanking out some of the girls' asses, Dave. You know, like where they've, they've got these next to nothing swimsuits on and then they get like the the the, the sort yeah. of black box. I couldn't understand that. I was like, well, they've got a swimsuit on, so I don't know what's going on there. But when Sinead jumped on him and it went from like a little bit of a snug, like, oh, she's going in for the kill, like, okay, you can put him down now, Sinead, because everyone was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable watching it. All the girls were, and they're all like, <gasps> I will say with Sinead, whatever I think of her, she's shooting a shot, literally, and she does not give a fuck what the other girls think, Dave. And I think <laughs> yeah. that will will come unstuck for her eventually, probably in the next episode. But for pure entertainment, you need them sort of characters. I don't know if she will go in the next episode. I think Clayton's such a buffoon. He's got no idea about what's going on, does he? All she was doing, she was doing the, you know, 
walking up to him like she was a fucking stripper or something and then hopping onto him. And then I'm not sure if the kiss was for him or for the rest of the girls kind of thing. So, yeah, the, the rest of the girls did, really didn't like that. It went on for way too long. But uh, I think Clayton was enjoying himself, to be honest. Yeah, he did well, actually. And Sinead kicks off anyway because uh, Gabby won it, didn't she? She gets the kiss and she's like, you know, I've my arse <laughs> off and all this stuff. Like she was not happy. And that's the perfect way with Sinead because you know she's boiling. But what was funny, right? So when they go back to the house and we're like, you know, it's the last bit of the show and she's gone to Clayton. Like I said before, she's told on Elizabeth. Elizabeth sees Clayton. Elizabeth says, I can't, I, I can't really speak to you about this sort of thing. I do, you know, basically I can't get my point across the way I want to. Speak to the others. And he sort of says, I'm going to do the voting tomorrow. And then Sinead turns it on herself and and then it turns it on the girls and that, and she's giving it the big in and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what? To have no awareness of what you're doing or just to not care about anything, but then to put the crocodile tears on, Brilliant reality TV baddie, Dave, without a doubt. Absolutely 101 out of the playbook for me. She was trying <laughs> to turn Clayton against every single one of them girls. And I don't think it's going to work at all. But it was like when your parents have an argument or you go to someone's house, a couple, and you know they've had an argument and they're trying to be dead nice, aren't they? Like, do you want a drink? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Do you want, yeah. And you can just tell that they've had a fucking storm in Barney, let's see, just before you've opened the door. And that's how it, Clayton walks in, oblivious to the girls. I mean, you might have seen it off camera, but oblivious that they were arguing. He's like... Well, there's a few things come to light. I'll see you tomorrow. And I was just like, he's not got. If he Glad didn't to see, see you girls are getting on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what an atmosphere. What a family we've got yeah, together. But and then he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. So so you might be right about being a perfume because he does seem unaware of his surroundings, to be honest. I can feel I can feel as if off camera, the producers are just like, right, you need to stand there and have this reaction. He, he, he's a strange character for me, Dave. I don't think he's, he's right for this show at all. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, I mean, the show is not really about The Bachelor, is it? It's about the girls. No. They, they're yeah. the ones bringing the entertainment. So he's just a, a fucking plank of wood. Who, who just has to stand there. Um, I, I think the entertainment is definitely with the girls. And I, I would think it would be hard for Sinead to keep up this, you know, 100% villain and, and just while all of the other girls, you know, are, are rallying against her. But behind the cameras, you're going to have the producers egging her on to do it even more. So it's not like she's on her own in there. She's got her allies, but they, they're just behind the camera. So I, that's what I find, you know, interesting about where this one's going to go. I think, you know, I, I can't help but feel sorry for Elizabeth on a human level because she hasn't done anything wrong, you know, but she seems to get the brunt of uh, Sinead's venom. I think she just ultimately sees her as as a threat. You know, yes. she, she'd said yeah. the other girl... Um, the other blonde girl was uh, was bullying her as well. And she came in and she looked really upset as well at just the, the idea of it. And then, you know, Sinead's just playing all coy and everything. Oh, well, you guys, you know, you change when she's here and whatever. It's all just bollocks. Um, you know, and I, I just, 
I, I think it was brilliant. <laughs> the, the start <laughs> and the end, the start with Cassidy and the end of this episode, I, I just thought were great. And yeah, I, obviously in real life, I, I would really take a dislike to Sinead, but on this show, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> exactly. No, no, honestly, I'm with you completely. If if you didn't have these characters, I keep looking though, right, Dave, because I'm pretty certain that Sinead's going to go. And I'm looking at the rest of the cast. And so far, no one else is going to be a baddie. So if someone else turns up in the next episode, because I think Sinead's going to go pretty quick. And if she doesn't, fair enough, it's going to be Sinead for the next few episodes. But if she does, someone's going to step up and be a baddie from nowhere. And that's where I call fake on the whole thing then, but even more than normal, because it's like nobody has had the airtime. No one's shown anything that's unreasonable, unless someone goes full heel all of a sudden from nowhere. But look, it, you're right. It makes great TV. We, if we haven't got them characters, this show is pretty boring because he's got no charisma. I call out Caitlin. I think probably actually Clayton's the fucking IKEA wardrobe, Dave. Actually, I think I think she's just <laughs> he's just the chest of drawers. He's the full seven foot wardrobe because he's got nothing, has he? So, yeah, let's see what happens. But it is shaping up to be a pretty interesting season. I've not watched the Bachelor series properly. Well, I think all the ones we've watched, we've sort of gone, oh my god. But this is one I'm actually invested in because I love the fact that it's just complete drama. It's brilliant. Mm. It's just better, isn't it? Better all round. So we'd watched uh, Matt's season, um, obviously historic, first Black Bachelor, but really wasn't that entertaining. Um, you know, you had the girl turning up, you know, and, and it's like, oh, you know, I, I realise, you know, we're, we're meant to be together and whatever, but she was gone in an episode. So, so there just wasn't enough drama after... I hate to say it, Chris, because I thought she was a, a horrid character, but that Victoria, basically yes. once she'd gone, all, all the sort of drama went out of the house and it stopped being entertaining. The Bachelorette seasons haven't been as entertaining. You know, three episodes in, I think this is my favourite so far. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we've given this one a proper chance, haven't we, now? Like the Claire Tasha one was Claire was the drama. Once she left Tasha, was mm. just a complete opposite. She was just nice. We were saying, thank God for that. A couple of episodes into Tasha's, like half a season, we were both like, it's boring, this. Where's, where's Claire and Dale? What are they up to now? Yeah, every episode, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we need Claire and Dale. So it's one of them, and it? You, you, you don't want the bad guys and bad girls to win. However, you sort of like, I really miss you. Where are you? So let's see, mate. Love to hate them, don't you? That's that's the thing. It's brilliant. Anyway, Dave, so we've got another week ahead of all this. I'm still waiting to see if we get any luck with the production company for Maths Australia. We've put the call in. It's gone on to the PR. We're hoping to get screeners of that, aren't we, so we can review it because that is out on the 31st of January, which is next week, guys. So let's see with that, because I, I don't want to miss that, Dave. I mean, it was months before it came on the UK this last year, wasn't it? I think it finished in around about April, May in Australia, but we didn't get it till October. So I don't want that. I, we, we we cannot afford to. If we do get it, we'll... we'll I'm sort of talking for you now, Dave, without even speaking to you off the podcast, but we probably will do it. Why change habits? <laughs> I'm a lifetime. I'll just announce what we do without even asking you. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Too hot to handle uh, series, series three series on three. Netflix as well. <laughs> we're doing that as well. <laughs> Forget your job, Dave, and your family and that. Yeah, we're doing that as well. <laughs> no, but we will. If we get the nod, then we will look at that because that's 
uh, it's so good that it's fucking brilliant TV. So let's see. But anyway, guys, if you want to support us, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, CD at gmail.com. I'm sure somebody is going to email us, Dave, about my uh, indiscretions regarding Caitlin. I'm waiting for this, Dave. I know exactly <laughs> going to come and get me. And then if you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast. So the roll call of honor for today Kent Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Susan, Priscilla, Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith. And Michelle. That's all I'm going to say, Dave. That's all I'm going to say. So thank you so much, guys. Your support is, honestly, I mean, Dave, we're so humbled by it. It's really good here. Ah, Dave, and that's all I've got for today, I think, my friend. Very good, very good. I can't remember if I told you, Chris, but uh, one of the episodes we did, obviously the, the Patreon episode, we talked about a few different shows that were out there but i've actually watched one of the shows we discussed on there all of the chippendale the curse of the chippendales yep it's, it's actually pretty interesting although i don't think there is much of a curse about it it's just like <laughs> dodgy fuckers getting what's <laughs> coming to them eventually you, know? <laughs> like you play with fire you eventually get fucking burned so yeah it's not like uh you know like the superman curse where horrible things happen to you know a lot of the actors who'd played superman this is just yeah you, you just fucking mess with gangsters and catches up with you yeah, exactly, Dave. Exactly. And I do need to watch that because I suggested it and it's on my Prime there, ready to go. But we just haven't watched it. But I will. I'll, I'll crack on with that because I love stuff like that. So once, once I start watching it, I have to see it through because I love this. The documentaries are my forte. I, I've struggled so much to watch a proper series these days. I've got to be really invested in it to watch a drama. But anything documentary that's, that's real, that's happened, then I'm all over it. So yeah, it's perfect for me, Dave. <laughs> nice one well thank you very much sir and thanks to all you guys out there listening and we'll speak to you next time bye <laughs>